Chapter 10 of The Homesteader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeff Blanchard. The Homesteader by Oscar Mugeau. Epoch the Fourth. A Discovery and a Surprise. Jean Baptiste called by to see the Merrills before leaving the city and took Mildred and her mother one afternoon to a matinee at the Colonial Theatre. It was a musical repertoire and a delightful entertainment. Before one of the numbers was to appear, the director of the orchestra came upon the stage and announced, Ladies and gentlemen, if I may have your kind attention, I wish to announce that the next number is an extraordinary specialty. Miss Ines Maryland, the young prima donna who has made considerable of a reputation by her beautiful singing in the last year, will, this afternoon, sing an introduction, a song that is destined by the critics to be one of the most popular of recent production. Whereabout, he stepped to one side, and led upon the stage a charming blonde, who was greeted profusely. I am glad to have you meet Miss Maryland, who will now sing the discovery of the season oh my homesteader by agnes stewart in the moment john baptiste did not quite recall the name or rather he did not connect it with an instance in his life but as a sweet mezzo-soprano voice combined with the strains of the orchestra floated over the audience the years gone by to him were recalled he listened to it with peculiar and growing enchantment and the night he had laid upon the ground and would have frozen but for the now composer came fresh again into his mind beautiful wonderful grand came to his ears from over all the theatre and then followed the storm of applause again and again did the singer have to return to satisfy the audience before her and when the crowds poured into the street at the close of the performance every one seemed to be humming the tune that had that afternoon began its initial success as it would take nine months or a year for the suit to come to trial jean resumed his efforts in the book business and was able by borrowing a little to meet the interest and taxes on the foreclosed property and was given the customary year's extension he travelled now from town to town from city to city and found agents for his book and was able in a small way to recuperate his finances he hired an engine to plough all his land that was not prepared, besides renting a little more, and also took a flyer in wheat. The war abroad had been going on a year, and he conceived that if it happened to rain at the right time he might get a crop and redeem his land. At least he could lose only what he had put into it by risking the same. So he took the chance so with all that he could get hold of until the last days of october of that year he put into winter wheat on his land and succeeded in getting over seven hundred acres seeded and everywhere he went the people were playing and singing oh my homesteader never whether it was fifty times a day or one could he seem to tire of hearing it at the stores he saw hundreds of copies of it and in every home it was and always it took him back to his youthful days in the land where he had gone with the great hope and then one day he saw a picture of her it was in a musical review it spoke at length of her 
and of the simple life she had lived that she was a product of the prairies and a wonderful future was in store for her because of the fact that her work was original so the winter passed and springtime came again and all its beauty and he continued in his book business he made a trip to gregory and winner to see what the prospects were again in the northwest the winter for the wheat he was cheered to learn had been ideal but the spring was dry and that was not to the wheat's advantage however he had the best prospects he had had for years and he returned to the book business with renewed hope and now we are compelled by the course of events to return to certain characters who were conspicuous in the early part of our story when jack stuart left the farm he had rented near the property of jean baptiste and went west and took a homestead and had george and bill and agnes to do likewise he was obsessed with a dream that riches had come to him at last agnes was delighted with the prospects also and so they looked forward to a great future in the new land but there was something that troubled jack stuart and for some days when alone he would shake his head and cry dang it dang it i oughtn't to have let it go so far dang it but he had kept what was now the cause of his worries to himself so long that he would not bring himself to confess it even to agnes after what had occurred but never did he forget jean baptiste and to agnes he would mention him quite often by the way my girl he said one day when they were settled on their claims staying mostly on his of course for the prospects were hopeful do you know that i never did learn who saved me from the foreclosure no sir i never did i paid the note and was so glad it was paid that i tore it up and forgot the whole matter now who do you reckon it was that interceded for me she paused and looked up from her sewing and then bent over it again and she said jean baptiste jean baptiste he exclaimed incredibly it was him why the stinking rascal he never told me she was silent and it was him that came to my assistance the other mused reflectively well now since i come to recall him it was just like him to do something like that and keep it to himself well well i do say he paused then and looked down at the toe of his boot suddenly he looked up and concentrated his gaze on agnes and you knew it all the time he told you he didn't tell me didn't tell you i knew when you returned home that morning well well i was positive the administrator hadn't granted you an extension nor wouldn't have so it must have been someone near so who else could it have been but jean baptiste of course not now that i recall it but did you tell him about it her eyes had business in her lap at the moment very much business she saw the sewing and she didn't see it what she was seeing again was what had happened one day when she had gone to carry his and her brother's luncheon it passed before her as it had done many times since never she knew would she be able to forget that day that day when the harvest was on and he had said sweet words to her it was all past now forever but it was as fresh as the day it was done she understood why he had gone away 
and when he returned and she had seen his face she understood then his sacrifice she knew that the man's honor his respect for his race and their struggle had brought him to commit the sacrifice and strangely she loved him the more for it it had been an evidence of his great courage the great strength with which he was possessed it was strange that the only man she a white girl had ever loved was a negro and now when that was history it seemed to relieve her when she could recall that he had been a man did you hear me aggie her father called now again she started why yes father i heard you she said straightening up and of course i told him about it now i'm glad to hear that you did it seems that you ought to have told me at the time at least before we left there so that i could have thanked him he was silent for a time then and reflective i wonder what sort of woman he married he mused after a time i don't know i'm sometimes a little afraid that he didn't get the right kind of woman he was such a prince of a good fellow that it would most likely have been his luck to have gotten a woman who would betray him in some way it is all rather strange for i don't think he loved any woman but you aggie he darted his eyes quickly in her direction recalling a time before when he had intimated something of the kind this time however she did not cry out but continued at her sewing as though he had not spoken as he slowly walked out what was in his mind was a thing that had worried him before she looked after him and sighed it was her effort then to forget the past and in so doing the inspiration with regard to music came again and developed in her mind but her efforts had brought so little encouragement from those to whom she had submitted her compositions that she for a long time despaired of making another effort so it was not until a great drought swept over the land and drove almost all the settlers from their claims in search for food that made her again resort to the effort the drought was even worse in the part of the country they now called home than it had been in trip county and other parts farther east corn that was planted under the sod one spring had actually not sprouted for two years for the moisture that fell had never wet the earth that deep so after two years in which they came nearer to starvation than they had ever before she secured a position in a hotel in a town farther west and the money earned thereby she gave to her father and brothers to live on it was then she returned to the composition in a desperate effort and hoped to save them from disaster for a long time she met with the usual rejections and it was a year or more before anything she could compose received any notice but oh my homesteader was an instantaneous success while she still worked in the kitchen of the little hotel in the western village the royalties came pouring in upon her so fast until she could hardly believe it and coincident with the same she became the recipient of numerous offers from almost everywhere most were for compositions while many were offers to go on the stage at which she was compelled to laugh the very thought of her a dishwasher in a country hotel going on the stage 
but she resigned her position and went back to her father and brothers on the farm she used her money to pay off their debts and started them to farming and made herself content with staying on as she had done before and keeping house for her father and the boys she refused to submit any more manuscripts until the success of her first song was growing old and then she released others which followed with a measure of success the offers from the east persisted and with them drought in the west continued and they saw that trying to farm so far west was for the present time at least impractical so they returned to gregory where she purchased the place they had lived on owing to the fact that the drought had been severe there also she secured the place at a fair bargain and they returned to farming the summer following the publication of baptiste's book when she read it she hardly knew what to think but it was rather unusual she thought because he had told a true story in every detail but had chosen to leave his experiences with her out of it she heard of him and the disaster that had overcome him and was sorry she felt that if she could only help him in some way it would give her relief and so the time passed and he came again into her life in a strange and mysterious manner she was surprised one day to receive a visit in person from the publisher of her works she was to say the least also flattered he had come direct from chicago to persuade her to come to the city and while she was flattered and was really anxious to see the city she refrained from going but promised to write more music in the months that followed he wrote to her and the experience was new then his letters grew serious and later she received the surprise he came again to see her and proposed she hardly knew how to accept it but he was so persistent to be offered the love of a man of such a type carried her off her feet and she made him promise to wait he was very patient about it and at last she concluded that while she did not feel that she really loved him yet she was a woman and growing no younger and besides he was a successful publisher and the match seemed logical so after some months in which she tried to make herself appear like the woman she knew he wished her to be she accepted but left the date for their wedding indefinite end of chapter ten epoch the fourth a discovery and a surprise